The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before the edge. <laughs> but we hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm open I mean, your I'm in my mind head. with I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today's just me again. Yo, boys, I've got some facts, yo. When you work, you'd be doing good things, you'd be exercising, you'd be feeling good by yourself. So why don't we work, huh? You too fucking lazy? You sitting down, sitting down, not doing nothing, just feeling sorry for yourself. What well, I'm telling you, do some fucking work. Get something fucking done. And do it fast. Get up and do it. Don't mull around. Don't wait. Don't let the time pass by while you're just sitting there thinking about doing it and you want to eat a cookie. Don't eat that fucking cookie. Just go and do some work. Do it now. You know that you don't need that food right now. You know that you could lose some weight. You don't need to go eat something. You need to go do some work. You know you don't need to go fag around and play games. You need to do some work. You understand me? I am telling you, you're going to feel good, you're going to look good, and you are going to be doing good things. When you're working, you're not getting in trouble. I'm not telling you to get in knife fights. I'm telling you to do some work. Do some work. Put that energy to good use. Do good things. Build a shelf. Uh, uh, clean up the fucking house for once. Actually get on top of those goddamn dishes. Actually make a system for yourself. Do something productive. Stop mulling around. Stop playing video games. Stop the fantasy. Keep going. Make this something different in this world. Do some work. Don't play the games. Create the games. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So, how was that for a find in the flow? Or, damn it, I keep on fucking up my own gosh darn thing. How's that for a flow moment? How about that? Okay, so, um, today we got so much to talk about. Um, I mean, just alone the move, and I, I got a chance to go down there. But first, I want to do, um, uh, I want to do replies off the top of my head. Just listen to Dan's. Um, I and Scott and Chris's is out, but I don't have time. That's this looks like a, an exciting one. Um, because I got to get this shit done, and I've been moving all day, packing shit. Okay, so um, let's start with Dan. Daniel, <laughs> so you're gonna play a mentally challenged person in a play. Uh, how are you going to start talking about this? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, around our circle, I guess we can we can say retard easy enough. I really feel like retard has been stolen from us. I really don't think it's that derogatory. Retard is not uh, definitely not saying the same thing as like faggot or something like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe not, but uh I mean there is hardly ever a time when you actually use retard in a derogatory or any sort of way to an actual retarded person. Um, I've never seen anyone do it. 
and I've I've never really known much about that. The only time I've ever really heard it was like little kids, maybe, you know, um, talk learning about shit and talking to their friends and saying, yeah, that that kid's retarded, you know, and then maybe some kids making fun of that or whatever. But for the most part, I think that it's it's totally being misrepresented as a uh, something like that. I just think I don't think it is. I can say it's retarded, and then also I can say that. Uh, you know, in a casual medical way, whatever, that um, Dan is playing a retard uh, on a play. Okay, it does make me laugh, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know if it makes me laugh because of the subject, the word, or the fact that it's Dan. <laughs> well, I think all three. Um, okay, so so that and also the Beatles talk. Uh, I know, I know Dan's putting the culture thing on it, but, uh, no, that's true. There's a lot of bands that kind of, they catch the wave and I'm sure that motivated the Beatles. Like everything about the Beatles was kind of a organic thing that happened from the outside and the inside, but they did, they were a boy band at one point, but their songs weren't that bad then either. I don't mind their old stuff either. Um, I I still have a heart for s- some of that stuff, you know, because it wasn't as it wasn't the same as boy band. This is why during the boy band time, or or our modern day boy bands like InSync and and shit like that, uh, Backstreet Boys, um, they are kind. They're much more kind of. Um, oh, strategically made, you know. They're they're much more of a product. Than, than I think the Beatles were. I think the Beatles were like doing what they wanted to do. Uh, for the most part, they were they were, you know, they were doing what they thought was cool. And uh, and then it was it was like the ori- so, so I mean like the original boy band. I feel right. I think the Beatles could be considered pretty much the original boy band, like the really really big kind. And if you put that in the original version, then is it really, you know, manufactured? Isn't it really? It's it's a real thing, and that's half of why they grew out of it. They grew out of it because that's not what they were about. It's kind of like um, like Paul Simon did that too, you know. He but he wasn't necessarily a boy band, but he was definitely a lot different in the beginning. You know, they were doing the style of the day, and. And I think the styles of the days back in the fifties and sixties, it's like you can't even you can't you can't even uh, get on like the the like most terrible of worst versions of, of everything because everything was so pure. A lot of stuff went off the deep end. A lot of stuff was you know almost crazy in its artistic expression. But it seemed like everything was what had an artistic side to it or. Or at least a very honorable feeling, you know, purity to it. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I mean, I just, I just know that you can't, you can't deny. I mean, I like a lot of bands, but you can't deny the like universal. Uh, good songs that they produced. I mean, it's not just like they produced one or two like amazing ones and then there's a whole bunch of crap and then then there's even crappier crap. Uh they produced probably some of the best 
all in all albums, some of the biggest land, you know, like um, setting the pace. They were like the pacemakers of the day. And they, they, they had way too much good music for me to ever think that they were overrated. They're, they're not, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't believe it. I, though I, he is right. And Dan, you are right. I was, I was exposed to it. My parents are baby boomers and, uh, they were, they liked the Beatles. They they weren't like crazy about the Beatles, but they liked the Beatles. My brother kind of liked the Beatles more. I think than even them and that I think influenced us. But I mean, it's, you know, my brother liked a lot of stuff, but no, no one, nothing like caught us all like the Beatles did. And that can't be just a, a cultural glitch. Like, um, that, you know, the reason they were good was because they were good. I don't know. But then again, I I might agree that there might have been another band to fill their shoes. It could have been some some other band at that time because it was amazing. It just happened to be them. But still, it was them because they were awesome. Uh I mean, I mean I I don't think you were saying they weren't. I just think you were saying they're overrated. And par- I guess you could you might have a point in the overrated, but not much of one. If, in my my point of view. Um, okay. Let's see. Then also you had in the beginning talked about something else. You know what? I was going to do this and I'm going to do it while I'm talking to you so that you can you can hear uh, what I was thinking. You know, Dan makes such wonderful notes. I might as well just look it up on my phone while I'm doing the replies, and then I might remember the things that I might have forgot. You know, it's like as if Dan made notes for you. <laughs> so I am going to um, look at the notes. Is it the, yeah, professional retail? <laughs> The title of the episode, Professional Retail. And even his titles. I, I, I can see that Dan, I mean, any, if there's ever like a little hidden like um, part of Dan's podcast that uh, I feel he's put a lot of effort into but like is underappreciated, it's his notes, I think. So uh, I'm going to read them straight out because they're pretty, pretty short. So how can there be someone but also be completely... How can you be there for someone, but also be completely self? Oh, yeah, he's talking about his brother. Yeah, man. Divorce and shit and disillusionment. Um, I think... Uh, I think nowadays, like, a divorce is kind of considered as, like, yeah, yeah, you know, you blew it, but, you know, everyone blows it. Everyone feels that way. Some people make it work. Some people don't. Like, like we, me and Sarah talking about it, like... I mean, we could be as perfect as anything, but something could happen or or some chain of events or something in an argument. Like like pe- people have arguments all the time. But there could always be that one thing said. There could always be something that could be like that's it. That's it, you know. And uh I don't know. So so it's it's a scary business. Um but if you can you know, but it's it also sucks to be alone. And Dan saying he didn't like roommates and stuff like that. You know, like uh, um, I get that. But eventually, you know, like a wife is different, and and but then again, a wife is like a permanent roommate as well. And so, take that in mind. 
do you really want a woman, Dan? Do you really want a roommate forever? I'd say, yeah, it's worth it because you, you know, because of my values and everything. But who knows? It might not be everyone's values. I really, I really think some people might be better off just fucking, you know, trying, try. I don't know. Uh, if they aren't able to get beyond things like that, that I mean, I guess maybe that's half of what marriage is testing. It's testing like your your ego. It's testing like who you are. It's like, can you? basically become half someone else forever you know you you really you're really signing on to be with that person forever so yeah um then dan does some follow-up on how we listen to music yeah i i liked what dan had to say about that um yeah the over, over a lot of a lot of music out there um but really if it doesn't catch culture it's really hard to find the good stuff because there's so much and yada 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 uh, basic economics, um, yeah, the the Bitcoin. Um, like I was trying to say to Dan was that I I think the thing that that one interview uh, with Andreas something uh, with Joe Rogan was really really inspiring. I I I get that he's selling Bitcoin, but I think he's also kind of selling like the new thing. Like he's selling the next Facebook to me. Uh, or maybe I, I don't know what you want to call it. It's it's a new thing. It's a new market, and um, you know the fact that there's now kind of a, a viable money choice that is it's stabilizing, but it's not like perfect. But it's it's getting popular. Ever ever I think every like kind of I mean this isn't the first version of it, and every every sort of um, go at it has gotten bigger and bigger, and so this is the biggest one so far. And so I don't know if it's like the MySpace or if it's the Facebook. You know, it could be the one that's so close to getting it right but not quite there, and or it could be the one that just finds that uh, universal thing that makes it solid, and then everyone joins. So that's going to happen. I'm telling you, man. Some something Bitcoin like uh, a currency based. Uh, international currency, a currency that its value is not not based upon our our market system, as uh, well. It is kind of, but it's 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 got no borders that you have to worry about. Now, the country that you're born in is less of a factor in how you can grow in your life. Like you can't, you are a little bit less screwed because you were born in Chechnya or. Uh, I don't even know. I, I just said that randomly. Let me let me say one that actually I know that like Guatemala. I'm sure Guatemala's you know in rough shape, um, and uh, a person born there would sure like um, any opportunity he can to do business, uh, you know, with for, foreign countries. Uh, you know, if if with a with a currency that's actually solid, and that's the thing. Is it solid yet? I don't know. But either way, if you do want to get, you know, actually understand it a little bit better or a lot better then I would suggest listening to that episode because Rogan is good at like um, just taking his time and asking tons and tons of questions. And, and so I think you, you hear a lot of the kind of it unfold in a way that you've never heard before. Um. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm doing a little homage to, to Dan's notes. I think Chris has notes too, so I'm gonna look look for his too. But but <laughs> how he spent his Valentine's Day? Yeah, I don't need to talk about that. Be inspired by Mormonism. 
Yeah, I, I get inspired by Mormonism a little bit too. I, I get inspired by any like um kind of uh uh something that makes people like like really better. Like it's kinda like the Amish. You know, if if even if the it's it's a cult or whatever or if it's like weird, you know, and ritualistic, like if you are a better person at the end of the day because of it, you know, you're doing the right thing. You know, what what's um what's the real harm there, you know? Uh and then how tastefully to play mentally retired. I covered that. All right. Well done in the notes, uh, Dan. <laughs> and let me look at Chris, Chris American Life from episode 25, I think. All right. Let's see. Words fall out of my mouth. <laughs> Topics include Pussy Riot Hottie. Yes, I mentioned that. She. I went to Russia once, and I, I had a time to talk to lots of Russians. And, uh, and the girls were very much looked like those two, like... Usually you had girls with uh, dark hair and and blue eyes, and then you had the girls with the blonde hair and blue eyes. But everyone seemed to have blue eyes. I I don't know, but but the, the, it was it's just like there's this like a rough edge to every Russian person just by their language, I think their accent and everything. Um, and also there's I don't know, it's just kind of cool. It's like you think that they're like kind of a lot like us in some ways but then again they are so much like there's so much difference in their philosophies i guess they're a lot more serious about some things and it's it's hard to explain but i um i uh i i have a lot of respect for russia um at least the time i spent with there the people there were amazing i I didn't like the people in London as nearly as much. I've been to two places outside of uh, the U.S. and I've been to Russia and, well, besides Canada, I've been to Russia and, and um, London, and I loved Russia. It was just a just a cool place. Um, and lots of beautiful women like that. But uh, but also the other thing with with Russians, it's kind of. I don't know, one of those things, like, they age real fast. I think it's maybe the hard lifestyle or something. But, like, most Russian 40-year-olds, um, this I could be wrong. There's probably hotties everywhere but that, that last. Um, but uh, they seem to, by the time they're 30 or 40, they're, they're all, like, a lot of them are, are go downhill. But then, again, same thing happens to us, too. I guess I, guess I shouldn't say too much, but... Um, but you could just tell, like, they're the older Russians. There's like a, this this hard lifestyle kind of look to them when they get older. Um, dirty phone. I don't even remember what that was about. Good breakfast sandwich. Yeah, you were always saying you were cook cook up a certain thing every time you do your sandwich. Now this is the difference between listening to podcast a while ago. Half of these things I'm having a hard time remembering. Gratitude. Gratuity. I mean. Plus feedback. Well, that was. Uh, I hope. I hope that was enough, Chris. <laughs> I remember it was. It was kind of short. Um, but uh, anyways. Oh, there. There was something. Um, I. I. Uh, I kind of like. Um. Oh, I. I like the the comedy thing. Yeah. I. Uh. I felt like. Um. Uh, Chris kind of misheard 
Like, like I'm, I'm kind of, you know, officially, like I'm trying to say that I'm, I'm done with like you guys, um, needing to do it. I just more just wanted to, def- to, 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 to defend that it wasn't a trick. I wasn't trying to play a trick in anything. I was just, but I, I, at this point, no, I'm not looking for that anymore. Um, but it's always out there. Some, some sort of like a play on that, I think could always be in our consciousness. And so like, yeah, I guess that's all I'll have to say about that. But either way, I'm not asking anyone to do any jokes anymore. <laughs> Unless you want to, and they're funny, and it's good timing, and do anything you want. I mean, if you want to do it. See, what is what is it? What When I hear you say the jokes, like, I feel like you're not, like, uh, like, like as if you're just trying to get... To, to 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 like bully me in the sense just general bullying like like i hear the comments like um like uh what i don't even remember what you said but it was something like um what was it like you're oh you're you're a big dummy you're 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 an idiot or whatever and 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 you know as far as that i mean that just that's just kind of dumb bullying you know i'm thinking about something that that's uh, oh man, unique. You see, there's no real way to to. It's very hard to describe, and uh, like like it's like it's as if I'm like some sort of. Oh, I don't even know. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> All right, and Scott, you had one of your creative episodes. I think um, I think the nice thing about Scott's creative uh, random sort of things like is that you know it's um. It's exposure, uh, or it's kind of like <sighs> things like that are kind of like putting yourself up in front of people and almost like it's not not like making a fool of yourself per se, but just going full hilt on an idea. And it's not meant to be like super entertaining. It's not meant to be like uh, it's just it's just meant to like go with a something that that's that's kind of interesting and cool and then go all the way with it and i think it 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 makes me more open to be more in, in like flow moments for instance to just get into the moment you know and that that's not easy to do it's vulnerable and i think um scott makes himself vulnerable a lot and i like that um and so uh so i th- and i also think it's it's important for a community of you know us like creative people to um to like you know take as many chances as we can yeah um so you know i'd love to to get a monthly boost a monthly reminder of some of that stuff i, I don't know maybe maybe i'm missing but, but i could be i mean i think most of these things are up to our interpretation but i hope that sounded like positive because it is positive um uh okay so moving on to my stuff stuff that i've written down i had this all written down pretty much since last week um but i've had so much to say that i just can't find the time to include all this stuff but this all this stuff is pretty universal it's not like um current news or anything so i can bring it up at any time okay i have this idea of war game okay so listen to this shit. I don't know exactly the details like like it's just like my well 
it doesn't seem like my idea. Actually, they, they the, another thing about Bitcoin was they were saying this is the format that might be also be a way to vote too. That was another cool aspect of Bitcoin. So like, you know, when I was talking about, the, the, obviously that's a thought that many people would want to have. And I, I, I think I was kind of like, you know, I'll have those thoughts and I'll feel like, oh man, this is a breakthrough. But then there's also part of me, like, especially with the internet nowadays, it's very hard to have original thought that's so good that like, okay, someone has to have thought of this. So, so yeah, I, I have to basically look up everything I, I think I've either think I thought up or I thought up and it's already been out there. Just like, <laughs> uh, this inside joke, just like uh Cupid porn. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. All right. So, um, uh, so, war game. Listen to this. What if you had a game that was kind of like paintball and it was like, I don't know, a, an arena that was really exciting and like kind of like a spectator-driven sort of arena where like, um, so so like the, 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 the people watching it like have a good view of these people. So, you know, like you could have this in a stadium. And so imagine that you got teams... Who knows? I mean, how big they are, or whatever. And uh, you you basically play like as if it's real war with guns. So I, I guess I guess that. But like, if you get shot, you're never playing again. So so it's like high stakes. Or maybe if you get shot, I have another idea for that. So 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 like they they play out this war game. I, in a sense, that that in itself sounds exciting to me, right? Okay, so imagine this. The way that it works, the way that it like it's like Super Bowl like or whatever or or uh, like um that that works like a like a what whatever you call it like a tournament or something like that is that um instead of the winning team advancing in the tournament or whatever what will happen uh, it, it will still be the winning team but the winning team any members they lose they lose. Okay? So so maybe the earlier rounds of this will be like um you know small or larger forces or whatever and then and then but like the people that you fight the more that like the the less that you have to kill there's probably going to be some strategy where they have they'll, they'll surrender or whatever the the less that you kill the the those people you'll be able to take You'll be able to gain. So maybe a, a a very valuable fighter will also be just as valuable to trap or whatever and take on. So so like when you advance, you advance with your survivors and the survivors of the other team, um, and then you combine to be whatever that that may be. So so in a sense, like you start to gain territory, like in a war or something like that, and and so. So um, basically, you know, we'll, regions will start to turn certain colors, like, like uh, you know, a certain team will start taking over more, more land or whatever every time they win, until uh, it's complete, complete domination, and uh, you know, so so it'll it'd be interesting to see something like that. And also, I have this idea that maybe there'd be like a feeder system, like maybe. That um, like especially if it were played at like uh, a lower level, like imagine that there's this tiers that you got to, and that the the tournament was or the the war game was always kind of starting over and over again, but um, when you 
when you would get shot, you'd have to start at the beginning again. So you would start with round one where, you know, everyone's everyone's fresh, and then it would just keep going rounds and rounds up. But every time you die, you'd have to start over from the beginning. So, so, so you know, you still kind of, like, dying wasn't, like, the end of everything, especially if you're a really good, like, player. I mean, it might be your life playing this game. Like, it would be kind of sucky if, if that that happened. So maybe these feeder systems of, like, the the grand population would start feeding into the into the, like, state state teams or whatever i don't don't know i hope i didn't lose you but this sounds pretty cool like paintball competition that's like war style you get to watch people shoot each other and then they advance and advance until they've dominated the country or or it should just be i i don't know but either way wouldn't it be entertaining to watch some kick-ass uh uh gunfight with paintballs yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, so onwards. Uh, uh, being a millennial is weird, you know. Um, anything that has a date that's past 2000 just doesn't seem that long ago. Like, two, if, I, if I hear something that happened, it has some date past 2000, I just feel like, that that can't been you know too long ago. I mean that's it's almost as if it's like marks like the modern this new modern age, and uh, in a sense it's kind of weird because the computers kind of came. I mean they didn't um, get invented in the two thousand, but they they kind of became a big thing by two thousand. So that's pretty cool. But also, I mean, just think about it. We our millennials, you know, we, how many people in, uh, society get to be, I mean, it's, it's only two of these have happened since, the, um, Christ, I guess, since wh- whenever they, they started, uh, year zero again. Um, but I mean, like how many people get to even experience being in a millennium, a new millennium? Uh, and of course, I guess there is some time in the future where there'll be uh ten thousand year ten thousand that sounds kind of stupid actually I guess it would be how would that sound better the year ten I don't know the year one hundred hundred <laughs> I don't know but 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 either way, there is gonna be a year two ten thousand sometime. But uh, yeah, so so and I guess that's kind of half why I think because because we we you know live through a fucking millennium uh, change, you know we it's just hard to imagine another new year that would be as big as that one. I mean, in a literal state, there was never be a new year as significant as that one. I guess. So so yeah, it has been fourteen years in the two thousands. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's almost getting to the point where, or is it? No, not quite, but it's almost getting to the point where most of my life's been in the 2000s. I mean, just thinking back, you know, Bush was in the beginning of 2000. I mean, that was, you know, the end of, of Clinton. That was a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, here's the next one. Um, women's cat likes cats and men like dogs. Now, this is obviously not 
hundred percent true. I mean, there's plenty of women that like dogs and plenty of men that like cats, but there's a general rule. I think that women tend to like cats and men tend to like dogs. And I think there's a reason. The reason are, is that cats are basically kind of one minded. Like, like they, they get stuff done. They'll kill stuff. They'll, they'll do things, but they are kind of not controllable but they love nurture. They are like little nurture lovers. You know, if you give them something, they will, they will kind of reward you with, with purring and like, like giving you love back and whatnot. Um, yeah, you know, so, so basically someone that likes to nurture tends like women tendency to nurture. Obviously it seems like a perfect pairing to give them an animal that loves to be served. Um, so uh then there is uh uh dogs and men I mean and then there you go dogs they they just obey you know they serve you So what do men like they like to to you know be served <laughs> Men like to receive nurture and also they like to um you know uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the relationship, you know, that, but I guess everyone likes to be served, but, but, but I mean, I guess in that end, you know, men like to be served and they, they, they'll do stuff, you know, but that, well, I guess it's an old, old way, but, but I, I guess, and, and everyone would, but I mean, as far as the old medium goes, you know, men are more of the, oh, mechanical minded, wanting to solve problem types, they don't they're not as prone to nurture or it's not as as um inherent maybe i don't know but anyways <laughs> so it works to have an animal that will serve you they're handy <laughs> that kind of, but if you make the analogy between men and women which i can see that being i can understand why this would be touchy to say so that's why it's hard that you know but if you don't think about that, it's it's pretty cool to think about that. That's that's why it's like the way it is. Okay, <laughs> man, I was listening on Adam Carolla. It was a pretty good guest. Um, I can't remember who it was now, but it was an Australian guy, and uh, he was talking about Steve Irwin and uh, the fact that no one has gotten like um, stingray in the heart, and and uh, except for like two people ever you know and steve Irwin was one of those people <laughs> and so so like um you know he was just such a nice guy i mean he just he seemed like it I, I mean you can you can only imagine but but i'm sure he seemed like so wholesome he had his wife and child at, on outside all the time and uh so so yeah, I mean, just talking about how like he was probably messing with that stingray. He was probably like, "Look at this," you know, and and then he he just probably just wrong place, wrong time, just got stabbed, man. And that's so bizarre. And then um, uh, and then uh, he he said this and this. I couldn't believe how laugh out loud I I said, but it, it's it's kind of. It makes complete sense when you look at how their family was. But Steve Irwin's daughter is the happiest child with a dead dad in the world. 
I don't know if that makes more it's more funny to me than other people. It sounds so wrong, but it's, I mean, he was saying she was tap dancing the week after. I mean, she had a very nice life, and she had an amazing dad. And yeah, he he died, but she, I guess she was just very well adjusted. I'm sure she's. I mean, she's just a kid too, and, and everything. But I mean, you know, you could imagine that she's a very well adjusted, very very nice girl. And, uh, and so, you know, she, she bounced back pretty well. And just to hear that Steve, his daughter is the happiest child with a dead dad in the world. Oh man. Oh, that stirs me up. All right. All right. So I am now moving on to, uh, talking about our current situation where we are moving. So I've been packing all day. And actually, I just thought of an idea because it's getting a little late, and I was planning on having an interview with my dad. Um, I've already done uh, half of it. I feel like I've gotten half of it, but this is going to be a private uh, episode. So I am going to call dad. So we have a little guest here. I didn't mention it in the beginning, but I'm going to call dad right now, and uh, I'll talk to him about what I'm doing, and you'll find out what I'm doing through talking to him. So here we go. Hello. All right. So, um, I've been packing all day. Oh, that's always a pain. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm listening to podcasts, and I am, uh, you know, getting the system and and doing it right. You know, doing it right feels good. And in in a while, after a while, it's like it's not that hard to do it right. You just got to have a little time. You know, like I think the podcast you're talking about. No, do doing packing. Oh, packing. Yeah, yeah there must be a system to that because my sister can do it. But boy, I would have a tough time. You know, last Saturday, I helped a friend of mine move a friend into a house in Buffalo, you know, not too far from Delaware Park. And boy, they had two trucks. You know, they brought all their stuff up from New Jersey, and they just must must have thrown it together. Because they had everything under the sun. They had boxes and boxes and boxes. And it took two hours to unload everything. And that was with a pretty good crew of people. Yeah. But I thought, I mean, oh, my gosh. And how are they ever going to get that settled into their, their new apartment, their new house? You know? uh, yeah. I mean, what I'm doing, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I, I, got a, I ordered a 26-foot, I think that's one of the biggest U-Hauls you can get. And uh, it's going to have a car tow on it. And uh, so I think I'm going to be, be able to fit my stuff on it. Uh, I, we might have to leave some things behind. You know, the way it works out, there's so much stuff. When you yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, we're able to leave a lot of stuff. So we're. So what's it going to be like down there? I just uh, do different jobs every day, or you pretty much have the same job every day? I mean, as far as the farm um, goes, that's that's the thing. I think that I. So they have a lot of meetings and they like kind of, you know, uh, the meetings are supposed to kind of be the way that things get done. Uh-huh. And so they happen quite frequently and they kind of plan out the week. And so lots of people are being spread out all over the place and getting ways uh, to... Talk about maybe a 50, 100 people that are... I, I don't think it's that, that many, but I, I haven't really you know, understood or captured the whole scope of it yet. I've only spent yeah. a few days there, but, um, yeah. 
it seems like quite a bit of people, but you know, and the housing's all over the place. They have a program with a German um, exchange program uh-huh. where young Germans will get some time over in America in exchange for them being on the community. And uh, so, so that's that's going on too. So there's a, there's generally a, a large, like, um, kind of over, like flowing in and out of of young German men. Because that's where uh, that's where it all started from uh, Rudolf Steiner, right? Yeah, the Steiner, the original. Um, and then that's Nancy looked it up today. They're your anthropo uh, Right, anthroposophy. It's um, anthroposophy. It's and I'm I'm not necessarily, but it's it's found founded in the in the with with anthropo anthroposophic ideals, which which basically which basically in the practical sense, and like when you get down to the details, it can get kind of fuzzy. But um, in the practical sense, it's basically being holistic with everything, you know, and not just, just, um, limited to being holistic with like considering all the, the aspects of what you do when you're doing Uh something. But Uh I mean, it takes it to the, to the extreme. Like it, it, it will, um, you know, um, you you should have consciousness of what you're doing that that reflects also not only like maybe even a global sensibility but also maybe a a universal sensibility and like a like a sensibility right. of of the 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 space you know yeah and so so being conscious that we're kind of like an orb floating and and our role in that sense too i guess which gets a lot more spiritual because it's you know it's so so far beyond our day to day it's spiritual in a sense but it's only because the only way to really talk about that stuff it gets spiritual because it you know i mean there's the science behind the like what's out there and like like a physical sense and like a uh like in a sense of understanding why in a lot of ways but um to really understand what how, what's our significance and how should we live our lives now that we know that is very uh-huh. much a almost like a religious answer. It's hard to know. It's philosophical or philosophical at least. I think any philosophical quandary uh, is open to religion. Oh yeah, it's, it has a sim- similar source: philosophy, religion, and science all have the same. Course, that's right like no understanding <laughs> yeah. or yeah maybe understanding or or making sense of things um so so yeah so that that's kind of where it generally leads but it's like no one really is that it it fundamentally doesn't it's not like a religion fundamentally um because there's no real ritual or anything. It's just more like this this openness to it's it's definitely friendly to towards, you know, um kind of liberal leaning type of stuff, you know, like sensitive sensitive to to like you got to be good with your hands as well as your brain. You got to be good at the arts as well as science, you know. You got to have okay. all those to be a, a complete person. 
So it's like that holistic idea that it's kind of like Albert Hubbard and the Roycrofters. I don't know much yeah. about Albert Hubbard, and and don't and I hope any no one gets him confused with L. Ron Hubbard, which is uh you know very not nearly anything compared to L. They're completely different things. L. Ron Hubbard was a Scientologist, and we're not talking about that. Uh, uh, you were you're you're talking about um what's his name Hubbard. Albert Hubbard? Yeah, the guy that did in East Aurora, right? Yeah, well, you were in East Aurora for two years. I mean, he was right across the street from you. Yeah, he, he was a guy that was behind the, the crafts, craft, yeah, the, craftsman mu- movement, and but the phil- philosophy. Artisan behind, community. He yeah. developed an artisan community. Yeah, exactly. People. Artisan co- community, and and like that is, I just don't know the philosophical um, part of it because I'm sure there was one with with Elrond or which who, which one Albert Hubbard Albert Albert Hubbard well look up uh, message to Garcia that's the pamphlet he wrote and it was so popular it made him enough money where he could more or less do whatever he wanted you know uh, retire like from uh, having to make money and yeah, so, devote all his time to his community long story short you know there's usually philosophy that people follow more than anything and 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 dan i was even saying something about how you can kind of respect mormons because of the good that comes out of it so so basically in all sense it just just bottom line it's not like a cult or anything it's like it's like much more of a like kind of um what would you call it like you the the critics would call it pseudoscience but really you know it is it is pseudoscience in that like like the, well, you're allowing your your children to be creative uh, well so. what, the, it's, it's like pseudoscience is kind of like homeopathy and stuff like that like like some some sort of things that are b- believed and and for certain reasons that are you know not scientifically proven but um but then then again, you know, that stuff is not necessarily like the reason, you know, people are doing it. The reason people are doing it is for the, the benefits of like like whatever is inspiring the people that make things happen. Uh-huh. What we got here is a farming community with a with a whole bunch of liberals and like this kind of like socialistic kind of um like uh community is more important than how how productive you are and being a dynamic person is more important than you know how productive you are or whatever and and that's the goal and so the goal that means that jobs are spread out jobs are are almost strategically made to to build community like it's not encouraged to have like music playing or whatever it's encouraged for people to be talking and working together you know and not doing jobs that are super strenuous but like everyone working together to do jobs and and so like everyone's you know they got a farm they got a they they got a cow with milk and or they get they're milking seven cows and uh the cows are feeding the milk to the to the the community and to yeah. other people around, like teachers uh-huh. and everything. So the milk is is being drank by basically it's it's supporting the whole community with just seven cows. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and seven yeah. cows. I mean, you start you forget that cows can, you know, cows will produce for like 
I don't know how many people per cow, but I mean, it, ten gallons a day. Yeah, I mean, ten gallons a day, seventy gallons a day. You know, that's a that's a lot of milk going around. Right. Um. Right. You know. So so uh, then <laughs> then they also have farm or big gardens and everything and and some real real field crops and so. Are they, you going to raise broiler chickens down there? I was thinking about that, but. You know they're they're talking about expanding that sort of thing, and that would make sense. Um, you know, it would work with those. Well, well, I, don't, I don't want I don't want to get too deep into this. I just because yeah, I know this can. Um, I'm sorry, Dad. Oh, keep keeping okay. this keeping this in line because I want to keep this short. Um, all right. So, so like. You know they they got they got all that going and everyone works together and they they have their own fruits and vegetables and everything preser- preserved. They said that that's the sort of thing you always think that the 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 crop part is like the hardest part is the the growing it and everything, but it's really um, it's the harvesting and processing of food that's really not easy. Yeah. You know and and not considered you know like canning and and packaging and freezing and storage and whatnot and that's something yamish do really well and that's something that they seem to to do pretty well too you know just just using everything you got and being you know having sort of a system and a bunch of people that are idealistic but and but then again you know they still they you gotta admit they're making everything for themselves they're self-sustainable in a lot of ways they they do everything their own canning and they make their own clothes and yeah yeah and and then and then they got they product, have, have products in it too they have they have uh, they have pottery they have a pottery like pottery like yeah kiln you know well, Redcrofters do that they have a pottery barn over there yeah and they they got uh, candle making um, they got a book making company they call those Chandlers I, I'm reading a book on Ben Franklin's baby sister. Yeah. And their father was a Chandler. What is he a Chandler? Candles. Making candlers. Oh, a Ch- Chandler makes candles. They call it a Chandler, but he's the guy that made the candles. Yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, candle making. Um, there's a, a wood shop, a metal shop, uh, and a um, a bakery and a, ki- a large kitchen. And, so, and, then, and then the main one of the main things is that it's also a nursing home. And that was actually the, the kind of whole philosophy behind it. We, we talked uh, nursing. Are you, did you say nursing? Yeah. Nursing home. Oh, nursing home. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but there's actually a special legal definition of it because it's not a nursing home and it's not a, um, it's it basically, it doesn't have the same sort of status as a nursing home because they don't, have the same requirements as a nursing home and they don't call it an adult assisted living or an adult home. I, I don't know, but they call it some other, other type that means that it's, it's like, um, you know, they, they get to rate like, uh, uh, they get to take care of these people the way they've been taking care of them, you know, all along, which is uh, not, not like in, in a hospital, not thing. a systematic. It's different, you know. And um, you have certain people assigned to certain old folk or yeah, and then, regular then, people. And then there's also like a limitation, probably to the, like that the people cannot be completely like 
institutionalized kind of like like there's nothing to them vegetable type people you know they it's i don't think that works as well but they do have some you know that take some heavy lifting but they have a lot yeah. of very functional people there you know right and uh and so they're so i think that part of it is that yeah probably they're being they're being handled by a lot of people that are probably not like I mean, there's training, definitely training involved, but they're not. It's not like everyone has like a you know, um, yeah. a nurse's aide sort of training. You know, it's everyone. The farmers are coming in there and helping the, the, you know, all the all the coworkers they call them. You know, who who might have more app skills in other areas will all be helping with the care. Everybody contributes with yeah. whatever talent. Yeah, with whatever talent there is, and it you know, it's all. So I I like I personally like that. I mean, it's first one one it's variety. Two, it's like like if if you got fifteen people doing a job, you know, there's always going to be help. One, uh, yeah. and, and like you can easily fill in a hole, like in some ways that way too. And also, um, uh, yeah, you know, there's more variety. It's less less humdrum. You know, there's more dynamics. You know, well, I mean, you'd be capable of. Being able to being a manager, I mean, you would be uh, be able to run a run a crew of people because you you would already know the jobs and you could be a good manager. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's half of what you know. Becoming older, kind of, it seems like it just kind of happens. Like you you just get just enough experience that you. And and me personally, I've it's like I'm. <laughs> I kind of use the analogy. It's like I've been fighting the war in like Afghanistan, you know. Uh, I've been like on the front lines in like like high pressure economic farming, and uh, and now I'm going out to you know some European farm that's like state run and highly like uh, highly funded you know yeah like I'm I'm or or I, if you put the war analogy i mean like i'm like you know at a an air force base where sean is like outside of england yeah yeah i'm just i'm nowhere near the action anymore hmm. and now well, I, he's over there now he's uh, yeah i he know hasn't said anything about it but he's over there yeah middle of the atlantic ocean yeah he's in the middle of the atlantic ocean i mean what what has been going on in the atlantic ocean for years you know like yeah. like nothing's going on there oh, uh, yeah. but but anyways you know it, it it's still kind of cool like like it just sounds sounds like fun to me yeah. uh, um so so basically that's that's kind of the impression uh they're very happy to have someone with with um you know the experience i got you know the thing is like half of the t- the stuff that i know won't apply anymore like especially some of the particular types of jobs like vaccine vaccinating which you know takes a lot of skill to get yeah. get down well you know um uh IVing, calf pulling and all that stuff. Like I know all these things pretty well, but um, you know, the opportunities to do them, artificial insemination, all the opportunities to do all those things are going to be so far between. You know, I'll I'll be doing it like maybe 10 times a year, you know, or 7 times a year pull, pulling a calf possibly. I mean, there might be a problem once a year if any. Yeah. 
And well, get yourself a water thaw. You know, that's the best way. You what, know, uh, what's that? David, David's getting a uh, a uh, gun warmer. You know how that happened? Oh, Dad, Dad, that's completely ridiculous to talk about. No one's going to care about that. The, the, yeah, but uh, what matters is that um, I, there's a lot of jobs that I do here that that um, are not going to oh. be that important over there because cause it's done so little. Well, yeah, you, you're going to be... Uh, and there's so little animals. You're a lot of little jobs, I suppose. Uh, well, I'm just going to do those sort of things, those particular jobs a lot less often. But the things I'm going to do more often now, I'm, I'm going to milk more often. I'm going to uh, uh, be cleaning all the equipment more often. I'm going to be um, doing more of the, like, managing the somatics and bacteria. I think I think that that's going to you know, could could be could have some improvement, you know, and doing doing testing for somatics. That's that's something that, you know, and nutrition and whatnot. So like I'll ha- I'll be more getting getting to know those sort of things, which, you know, it means, you know, there's some skills that are just, just not as important, but it, it's nice to have and it's gonna save them services. It's just I'm not gonna have to do them that often. Are you talking about uh... They they probably have things I can do that they would call a vet for. Yeah. And they have things that I could do that they might call a hoof trimmer. They have things that I can do that they might call an artificial inseminator, yada, yada, yada. Yes. All those yeah. cost money. Yeah. So so when, anyways, what, what, what I'm trying to, to get at is that, yes, yeah, so, so it's all official. Um, I'm going to work two more Sundays for Dave because his brother's not going to be able to get here in time, but it's just, it's okay. It's no... Oh, is he coming from a different community? No, he's just he's he's leaving his own job, and uh, it's going to take him time to get out of that. So, um, now tell me, uh, are are you uh, did you make your peace with Brendan? Are you going to leave on? Oh, Dad, Dad, once again, not no, I'm not talking about that. No, and it doesn't it it doesn't really uh, you know apply to anybody besides like you. Um. Anyways, so. So, so, um, so, so, so Sunday and then the Sunday after, uh, is the last Sunday I'm going to be there. So, so I got basically got from Sunday to Sunday, one week countdown. Today and uh, tomorrow and, and, uh, one from, week from tomorrow. One week from tomorrow. And then you're going to be, are you working this next week though? Or are you yeah, totally I'm working, I'm working the week. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, just, uh. So after next Sunday, then you're just going to be. Totally focused on moving out. Yep. Okay, I get it. So I'm going to work one more week, and I'm going to be moving all or packing all that time. And then I scheduled a U-Haul for um, the Friday after that um, Uh just to give me enough time to settle things down here. And then I I figure that'll be good enough to to get U-Haul then. I think I'd be good and ready by then. And, uh, and then I'll be taking the U-Haul and the, tr- and the car and bye-bye. Wow. Yep. So it's, it's going to be pretty soon. It's, I think it, it, that makes it about March 1st. I'll be over there. Boy. Yeah. 
And Sarah, Sarah, and uh, the kids are already over at her parents. I think Sarah's having kind of a break too, because when she's with her parents, her mom and dad. I mean, her dad, like like her mom, her mom like will bear a lot of of uh, responsibilities. I mean, she won't have it any other way. Her mom's like one of those types, and so she wants to do all the work. Well, she'll 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 make sure it's done, and you know. She'll be totally on it all the time. And so so, so basically Sarah will get a, a good break. You know, Sarah will still do stuff, but, you know, around the house, of course. But uh, but she, she definitely doesn't have to do nearly as much because her mom, like, is such a, a good... Uh, I'm house. having a good time there. Yeah, homemaker. So, so yeah. Any, anyways, yeah. So, so she's gonna, she's, she's having a good time, getting plenty of walks, and, you know, like she can get out of the house away from the kids a lot more now, and she's having that. That's nice for her. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm having a pretty good time because I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I know work's gonna be over pretty soon. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, and I can use my time how, how I like, I mean, and my days off, I'm just, I'm getting things done, packing up, yada, 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 you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's time for me to kind of get things in order. So it's a little vacation for Sarah and I. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. You need that a little more leisure time. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, I guess I'll I'll let let no more details as we go along. Um so I'm going to put on the ending music here. Okay. Uh well that's that. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh do you want to say bye, Dad? Well, it's been, it's been nice listening to you. Make it uh, snappy. Little, <laughs> little, well, yeah. It's, it's been great. Thanks for uh, telling me all, informing me, and you know, I look forward to, to hearing more. Of course, the phone hookup isn't the greatest. You know, I mean, you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. All right. I, I, I get the I get the main ideas, which you know, I'm really glad for you. I'm glad things are working out. All right. That was that was good and snappy, Dad. All right. Uh, and and and, and uh, you know, we're gonna come visit. You. Of course. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.